This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. From I'm Jen. I'm Ginny. And we are the Art History Babes. Woo. So we're back. Woo. <laughs> we're back, we're back, baby. To be completely honest, we're recording multiple episodes in one night, so like things are going to... We're being so honest right now. <laughs> we're just, things are going to overlap a little bit. So I'm just going to talk about it again, and you're going li- yeah. to hear me talk about it on the Boscat episode too. Unless you don't want to, you, <laughs> in which case, you can just get the fuck out. <laughs> Anyways, the Warriors just won the finals. Yeah! Really fucking sick. Go Dubs. Go Dubs. We cried. We laughed. It was great. Yeah. That's all I gotta say. I'm going back, back to Cali. Cali. California love. California knows how to play basketball. California knows how to play basketball. That right. was great. Thank you. Yeah. Very Anyways, creative. that was a dope game, and we're all just like riding, riding the good vibes right now. Yeah. Um, and that's why we're recording multiple episodes. Woo! <laughs> um, also, we finished grad school for the most part. Yeah. yeah! Wait, I meant to like re-download oh, oh, Hamborn. Oh shit, that was so loud. Um. Oh yeah. Your holy ears are shit. Yeah. Have like one email about that it was like I listen in my headphones and like it That's kills my ears. No, <laughs> he said it in a really nice way, but I was like, I'm sorry. Dude, we feel you. We want better. Like, boom, boom, boom. <laughs> you have had this whole episode. Um, yeah, we we feel you. We'd love to upgrade on the sound equipment, but like to be 100 percent honest, We're not there yet financially. We, yeah, we, what do we look physically? like? We haven't <laughs> even we haven't even gotten a return on the money we've put into this podcast. So like we're just doing what we Zero can, percent. and none of us are employed right now. So like, unfortunately, unfortunately, I am so broke. I'm like, cool, I've got a master's. Where the jobs at? Yeah, though. we got masters and we got some mad uh, student loan debt. Woo! We don't got money though. Um, so are there so- any daddies out there <laughs> that are listening? Yeah, for real. So like, we we will upgrade Daddy. the equipment literally as soon as we can. It's just Help me, Daddy. It's just not feasible. Oh my god! Yeah, you're, you're getting real weird with it. <laughs> if it works. <laughs> Jen's getting sensual on y'all. I'm just y'all. kidding. That's not real. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway. But anyways, so 
Um, we're we're feeling good. Warriors won. We finished our theses. So happy. We're going to Europe in less than a week. Oh my god! It's I'm crazy. not even all the way packed. <laughs> None. Of I'm not are. packed even a, 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 a percentage <laughs> of packing. I still have like eighty essays to grade. Oh like, shit! I haven't even. <laughs> I need to make sure my bag is up to size regulations yeah. for all the cheap ass airlines oh, I'm about it. to fly on. I need to. I need to print off an itinerary for you all, yeah. so we all end up at the right bus station at the right time. Yeah, like we got a lot of shit to take care of, but we're gonna get we're getting some content out to you all because we love you all. And we, you guys are going to get the best content. We're making that content. We're making that content. Yeah, for you, my darlings. There will be content. <laughs> Today, what we're doing, we're going to do just a quick hot little episode about what it's like to be an art history student, like, all around. So we tried to do this episode once before. <laughs> like in April. We On 420, to be exact. We were quite stoned. Yeah, so what happened... We this, were really stressed. This is what happened. We tried to do this episode on 420. <laughs> we ended up unexpectedly crossfaded. And it ended up just being like some random tangents about life. It was and fun. It was a fun episode. I and think it's a good episode. Yeah. We're going to post it for y'all as like a bonus episode of just like life advice and but shit. But don't judge us. Yeah. If you're about to judge us by that episode, then I don't even wish to know you. <laughs> But the thing is, we didn't actually respond to, like, any no, of what we, we didn't intended on responding. So it's, like, an hour and a half of us just, like, going on some interesting tangents. Oh, it if, was that long. It was. It was, it was an hour and a half long. So if you, are, if you are one of our listeners that enjoys, like, our banter, you'll probably like this episode. If you're one of our listeners that was like, I wish you didn't talk so much, you probably won't like that episode. Don't listen to it. Um, But... We're going to post that after this episode. We're going to post this one on what it is like to be an art history student, answering just some general questions um, sent to us by listeners about being an art history student. Then we're going to post some just Our random bullshit episode. Bullshit. Um, I think we're just going to call it bullshit episode. I think we should just should. call it bullshit Dude. episode. Okay, cool. Yeah, that, that'll be what it's called. <laughs> That's um, what it is. And then, and then, right after that, you're going to get off an episode on Jean-Michel Basquiat. So, we got, mad, yeah. we got mad content coming at you before we go to Europe. And then, once we go to Europe, you, you're going to want to be on all of our social media because... We're going to post so much Jen, stuff. Jen's got unlimited data while we're in Europe. You guys have no idea. I'm going to be snapping it. I'm going to be Instagramming it. I'm going to be Facebooking it. She's going to be it's tweeting it. Tweeting it. It's There's going to be so much content you don't even know. Yeah. I'm going to try to get that sick-ass content <laughs> from the inside of the nasty-ass German nightclubs where the phones are prohibited. I'm going to get that content to y'all. You don't even we're gonna know be, what happens no, in there. We're going to be in Copenhagen. We're yeah. going to be in Paris. We're going to be in Amsterdam. We're going to be in Berlin. We're going to be in Prague, y'all. Yeah. That's so much. So much shit. Be on the lookout. Also, if you live out there and you want to take us to places, yeah. um, hit us up, dude. Yeah. You know, we'll fucking party with you. I'll go out with you for some, like, pasta. Hell yeah. And Direct wine. us in the way of, like, great nighttime food. Anyways, this episode... First episode back in a long time. We're Woo! excited to be back. I know oh. some of you guys are getting antsy. Oh my god. We appreciate the love. We really do. 
But this episode, we're doing something a little different, um, and it comes to us, this idea comes to us from a listener by the name of Hillary, and she sent us a listener mail. I think a lot of listeners enjoy out of pure hobby, but I'm willing to bet there are more young aspiring art historians like myself who feel apprehensive about pursuing that degree, especially in our economic and political climate. I would love to hear about your experiences, what grad school is like, where you plan to take your education, etc. Just in general, the answers to those tough questions, in part maybe to ease my anxiety and also to educate myself before I dive in. I love art, and I know there are others like me. I hope you will take this suggestion, but regardless, love your show, and could continue to tune in regularly. So we are taking that suggestion, because I think it's a great suggestion. Thank you, Hillary. Thank you, Hillary. Um, I think it's it's an important thing to talk about, and obviously we've been in the trenches of it for a while, so let's oh, talk about it. Um, yeah, so, let's fucking talk about let's it. Let's talk about it. So we're going to just kind of start off. Let's let's do a quick rundown of like tips for maybe undergrad art history students. Because um, I know we have a lot of listeners that are undergrads that are just mm-hmm. kind of getting into this world and are excited about it and are all doughy eyed. And like, <laughs> I know, I know that vibe for sure. So like general undergrad art history advice. Okay. So memorization. Yeah. Unfortunately, that's a big part oh, of it is key. You undergrad need, or You need history. to know those IDs, baby. You yeah. need to know those IDs. Here are some tricks and tips. So, the one option you have that is a little bit more labor intensive and you need to have access to a printer and a glue stick, which may or may not be easy for you to do. So, if it is, you can print out images and you Stick them on one side of an index card, and on the other side you have the artist, the title, the date, and, like, a couple sentences on, like, relevant information. If you don't have the time or, like, the energy to do that, you can put it in a PowerPoint where you have one slide has the image, next slide has that same information, so you just do it on your computer. Also, though, there is, I can't remember the exact name of it, but there is, like, an if you have a Mac, there's like an app you can get on your Mac that's like a flashcard app. You can uh, make flashcards on your computer. Didn't know but that. In also, yeah, exactly. In undergrad, I didn't have that either. So, like, I would do the actual, like, I print them off and I put them on postcards, and it was actually hella fun. I would like, I remember I would like drink and watch drunk history while I made flashcards for my art history exams it was a good time i just have a couple beers and make my flashcards and it's like it's just such a great way to study making flashcards is really the way to go yeah history exactly because not only like you get something out of making them like that is part of the studying process you're studying while you make them that's very much an undergrad thing though yeah definitely um, and because ids are so important in undergrad art art history kind of going off what jenny said Make those flashcards, whether it's on your computer or, like, actual physical physical flashcards. Definitely do the IDs. Do the, you know, artist, date, name. But write a couple sentences about the work. Because in art history exams, a lot of time you're going to you're gonna end up with, like, a like an essay question yeah. or something. And just take, literally taking the time to write two or three sentences about an artwork is going to solidify that work in your mind mm-hmm. in a, like, completely different level. Yes. Like, I would, sometimes I'd half-ass it, and, you know, half of my flashcards, I'd write shit about the work, and half I just would just do the IDs. The ones where I took the time to look at the work and actually write a couple sentences about what I saw were so much clearer in my mind. Like, yeah. so much clearer. It's just you're 
you're creating more connections between those synapses and you're like and when it comes to test time and that image comes up you're just you're gonna be firing you're gonna like know what you're looking at so at least take the time to write a few sentences about every work you need to know for the test it's gonna make all the difference for sure it's can be like a a real um it's can be jesus um it can be a real drudgery and like pain in the ass but it pays off for sure and like if you have if you have a professor that is nice enough to provide a study guide where they have the general questions writing out practice short answers and essays is really helpful just the act of like writing out what you know or even rewriting your own notes helps you memorize it that mm-hmm. much better mm-hmm. that can really really make a huge difference i think it does make a huge difference honestly um as a grad student though you don't have to worry about any of this i know unless you're taking like a language class which is a whole different you have class. to worry about your students figuring it out yes. but not you yeah before we move on to to the di- there's a big difference between undergrad and graduate huge. like huge difference <laughs> um but before we move on to the world of grad school yeah definitely just like practicing you know if you're lucky enough to have a a uh teacher that gives you maybe like three potential essay questions write essays for every one of them oh. like you will be so glad you did like yeah. so so glad and in in terms of not just testing, but if you're taking an undergraduate art history class, chances are you have to write a paper. That's very likely that you have to write, you know, a five to 10 page paper at some point. And in writing that paper, one, make sure like it seems so simple, but make sure you have a thesis statement. Make sure you just have a thesis. Just a have thesis. an argument. Yeah. Make sure have a thing that you're supporting. Make sure you have a clear thesis statement in your introduction somewhere. Yes. Uh, like, just what is your argument? Make sure it's clear to the person grading it. Because if it's not clear to the person grading it, like, you're screwed. Like, yeah. you just need to make your argument very clear. Also, very important thing that I think a lot of people don't understand when they're doing academic writing. Every paragraph you write should have a purpose. Like, you yes. you don't want a page-long paragraph that starts in one place and ends in a completely yeah. different place. And you don't want a paragraph that's a sentence. No. People do that. And yeah. I'm like, what is yes. this? People have here? paragraphs that go on for like two pages, and people have paragraphs that are a single sentence or two. Try to avoid that. Like each paragraph should have like a main fucking point. Like yeah. A main a paragraph topic. is a point. Once it sh- once it yeah. shifts, new paragraph. Yeah. Um that's it. Also, a good thing that will help you, especially in undergrad, that just like makes all the difference. Get good at your visual analysis. Like, if you go deep... That can bulk up a paper. Oh, my God. Insider tip. I did that in my thesis. So, yeah. I was like, oh, look at this part right here. (laughs) Yeah, for real. Visual analysis in an art history paper. Like, if you need an... It's huge. It's huge. Like, if you can do... If you can look at a painting and pick out all these little things, like, that's, that's what art historians do, is pick out the shit people don't notice. I think... I think an important thing to remember is that while, yes, your professors and your TAs have been doing art history longer than you are, they don't know every little thing about every painting. Like, we don't know everything. Like, it's not like every art historical fact we've ever learned is just in our brains, you know? 
and we don't know every painting we've ever looked at. So if you can write a paper and you can point out things to your professor that they haven't noticed, you're fucking golden. Like you are your so solid. Your grade is going to be higher because whoever's reading your essay is going to be like, oh, I'm interested in this. Yeah. So point, like, look at whatever painting, whatever work you're talking about, look at it for a long ass time and point out all these things you can point out and try and make connections, like bigger connections. And like, that's going to impress who's grading your paper because sure. they're going to say, hey, this person took the time to look at this work and yeah. really find something in it. And it really makes a huge difference. It does. So visual analysis is huge in art history. It's very important. And also know how to find academic sources for your papers. Hell yeah. Not Wikipedia. Not an academic source, y'all. It's not, just not. Not like. It will never be. It will know, never be. <laughs> YouTube documentary videos. Nope. It's academic, peer-reviewed journal articles and books. Mostly those are your main JSTOR is your domains. friend. JSTOR is your friend. If you start on Wikipedia, it's a beautiful thing because you can click on the little mm -hmm. links on Wikipedia. Mm -hmm. They're going to give you mm -hmm. actual sources that yeah. you can go to. Yeah. Don't take it off Wikipedia. Go to that source and be like, this is a legit source, you yeah. know? And then, then you go from being, like, not legit to legit, you know? Yeah. Like, so books, I know we live in the age of the internet and it's a beautiful thing and I... I rely on it way too much too, but go to the library. Yeah. Do it. Just do Seriously. it. And if you can't find sources, ask your librarian at your school library. They are so underutilized, like Truth. universally, and they want to help you. Like just email them, say, hey, I want to write on this topic, but I can't find any sources. And I guarantee you they will be able to help you and give you some more sources than what you started with, certainly. And I think when, it, this is just like research all around, I have an art history research but like we're living in this crazy time of quote-unquote fake news and all this bullshit like learning what a real source is is just so goddamn important it really for is life. like for your entire life like you need to know what is legitimate information and what is not mm -hmm. and like, yeah you should be able to identify what is like actual information what is fake news uh, <laughs> if we're using that term um yeah. I, I don't want to use that term. I know, I don't want to use it either, but it actually makes sense. Um, here's something we haven't talked about yet. Um, as an undergrad, I didn't capitalize on this. Use your professors. Yeah. Meet them. Talk Go to, to them. their office yeah. hours. Like, become, yeah. become a face that they to them. know. Yeah. And they will you never know so when you're going to need a letter. Yeah, exactly. And straight up, they will be so excited when like an undergrad, when an undergrad comes into a professor's office and is like, I'm thinking about doing art history. Like they get so excited. Yeah. Like they want, you know, more people in this field and like just taking the time to talk to them, make some sort of connection. It doesn't even have to be super intense. Like I had a professor in undergrad who I loved and we had like a good rapport. It's not like we spent a lot of time together at all. Like, we really didn't, but she, you know, liked my work, and, like, she wrote me a letter, and, you know, I'd spent a... This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. 
Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Maybe I think I went to her office a couple of times. Yeah. It makes all the difference. Just so they know who you are. Yeah. Like they want to help you. Like your professors want to write you letters and they want you to get into grad school and they want to do those things for you. And they want to see you at conferences in the future. And like, especially in a field like art history where so many people are so apprehensive, like they want you to do it. So if you're interested, talk to them. Yeah. Even if you're not sure, even if you're kind of loosely thinking, oh, maybe I would go to grad school for this. The best things to do to prep yourself for that are to make relationships with professors who can write you letters of recommendation. And especially if you're going to go to art history grad school, try and take some language courses in at least one language. Yeah, language is good. Help you. It will really, really help. Language Um, is important. Also, I would recommend both as an undergrad and a graduate. Try and connect if you're not, like, because some people cross over and do both art and art history, but if you're not, like, a an actual artist, connect with the artists, connect with the art students, because, like, that's such an important, like, connection to have, and you're going to learn a lot, and and just having that mutual, like, understanding and respect between, like, art historian and artist, especially in the yeah. contemporary art world, is huge. Like, it's really important. And so, yeah, even in undergrad, like, you know, I hung out with some of, like, the artists that were either masters or undergrads. And it it's an important relationship to have that I think helps you to understand the art world Mm -hmm. if you're planning on moving forward with it for sure so connect connect with artists connect with your professors yeah um and yeah get involved and go to go to the undergraduate art shows like go to their shows and be involved and be like a part of whatever the art scene is at your school you know like what is it what is it? Be there. Yeah, there there are a lot of different ways to get involved in undergrad. And I think you have a lot of freedom in undergrad too to just kind of like explore. Like For if sure. you're if you're not majoring in art history, like you can minor in it, you can play around with it. For sure. Um those are our general tips for undergrad. Do you have anything else? As far as undergrad, I think I already said what I needed to say. Like, um I think that as grad students we feel more pressured to connect with faculty members on a personal level. Yes. <laughs> but um, but that should not just be relegated to grad school. You should do that as an undergrad as well. It's very helpful. Letters of recommendation, just becoming a recognizable face amongst a sea of people. Doing those kinds of things, I think, gets you far you can also do and I mean I didn't do any of this but like undergraduate like research symposiums and shit like that I never did that I didn't either but that's a good thing like you know go to an undergraduate conference like that's that's big like that's a big deal like doing stuff like that so so yeah there's there's a lot of different ways to get involved as undergraduate and I think you have a lot of freedom and like kind of playing with how you want art history to work into your future. When you go to grad school, it's a little more 
as Jen said, like there's there's a lot of pressure. <laughs> like it's a whole different ball game. Yeah, there's a lot of pressure to make sure you're known and make sure that professors know who you are. But at the same time, I think I feel like we've touched on this before, but I think it's important to know straight up not every professor is gonna like you and that's fine yeah like you need to be totally okay with that you're gonna find the professors that dig what you're doing and then there's going to be other ones that don't really dig what you're doing because every professor wants you to be doing what they're doing (laughs) like they want you to be doing research that's similar to them or that they can help with yeah so you're gonna have professors that just maybe don't get what you're into or don't you don't click with that's totally fine yes you're gonna find the right ones that that you click with and that are excited about what you're doing so while there is a pressure to get involved and be known don't don't let that like stand in your way or like don't let that I think that the best thing you can do as a graduate student if you're dealing with a faculty member who like doesn't particularly like you you just have to accept that and yeah and just like walk away from that yeah like like, you're not gonna like convince everybody in your department um our department was small um Mm -hmm. so certain things were I think more obvious for us but also like it's there was also enough people in our department that were super interested in what we were working on so it's really just about growing a thick skin if you're someone who takes criticism super seriously and personally you're gonna have a really bad time in grad school at the same time I don't think it's that bad like I I mean there you get used to it I mean at first there's like an initial shock when you come in and you're like oh fuck what have I done yeah um and then you just need to get like a few courses under your belt or like a quarter or a semester or whatever and then you you become more and more kind of like acclimated and And I I don't know I don't want to give off the idea that like you come into grad school and everyone's crazy critical all the time because that's not the situation I got like right away I got really great feedback from a lot of professors you know it's not like it's not that scary it really isn't but it is kind of on another level and you are expected to perform a little better but at the same time people aren't gonna you know like if your first quarter you don't quite get it or mess up like you're fine you know like people I I feel like there's definitely an understanding at least in our program there's an understanding the difference between a first year and a second year you Mm -hmm. know by second year you're expected to to kind of have your shit together you know but there was there was wiggle room there was time where where you know we were growing from being undergraduates to being graduate students so like I don't want I don't know. I don't think anyone should be horribly afraid. Like, it is on another level because you're in graduate seminars. You're in these seminars where there's only, like, ten of you. And yeah. you it's you and the professor. And they're literally just waiting for you to keep the seminar running. And they want to hear yeah. your thoughts all yeah. the time. That's a big difference. That's important to point out. The difference between an undergraduate course where you have, like, 100 people yeah. in a big le- lecture hall where, like, barely anyone has to talk. And then you go to a graduate seminar with 10 people. You have to talk. You have to talk. You have to say what you're thinking, and you have to... you have to present. You you just have to be very comfortable with speaking. Exactly. And if you're not, the first day you get to graduate school, you you get used to it. Like, it's not like it's... I don't know. I don't want to deter anyone from it, like, that it's, like, this 
horrible thing right no, away by no, any means. No. But you you do. Yeah, you have to, every graduate seminar you take, you're probably going to have to present on whatever you're writing about. Yeah. Um, you're going to have to get comfortable. If you're not comfortable, you're going to have to get comfortable with sharing your ideas with people. So, yeah, you're going to have to get really comfortable with presenting information in front of people. You're going to have to get comfortable with just sharing your ideas, even if they're not fully formed. And that was, I think, for me was a big thing. Like, in undergrad, I didn't like to talk in class, even though, you know, a lot of times I was, because I went, like, my undergrad was small, and we had a very, very small underdeveloped art history department. And so, like, a lot of times my ideas were probably, like, on the upper end of things, but, like, I didn't want to share them. And once I got to grad school, I had to just just be okay with just saying what was going on in my head during seminar. Yeah. Because that's what keeps seminars going is just like talking about what you're thinking and your feelings about things. Um, And yeah, and you need to be able to present on your research, which I think, you know, my first graduate seminar, like presenting on my research was really like nerve wracking. It was like a big deal. But, you know, after you do it a couple times, it's, it's nothing. It's fine. Um, so it's definitely, I guess, from undergrad to, gr- to grad school, you have to be ready for more eyes to be on you, for people to be expecting a little bit more out of you, mm-hmm. which can kind of be a lot sometimes. But on the positive side, you don't really have to deal with tests anymore. Yeah. A lot less memorization. No <laughs> tests, dude. <laughs> it's just a lot of writing. Like, a, that's another thing that I think maybe people don't quite understand. Like, if you're going to grad school for art history... Be ready to write some pages, man. Like you are gonna have to write a lot. If you don't like to write, art history is probably not for you. Yeah, like, it's not for you. Do it. <laughs> it's a lot of writing. It really is. It's we wrote hella pages. I think in the you past have to genuinely years. like writing. Yeah, to an Just extent. Like as a person, you have to like putting your ideas in on paper. Yeah. Because if you don't enjoy that in any way, shape, or form, you're gonna have a really hard time. For sure. You should just not bother. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, just truthfully. Yeah. You're going to hate it. You're going to have a bad time. Yeah. But if you if you are more of like, I like writing, I'm not so great at tests, you're going to do great in grad school because yeah. it's like so much less of that memorization and more just putting your ideas and your research into words, which is cool. Like it's a, it's a cool thing to watch happen. Like my research skills have gotten insanely better. Like the the papers I write now compared to what I wrote in undergrad. It's like, wow. I know. Right. Like I look, I look at my thesis and I'm like kind of impressed with myself. I'm like, wow, I've come like a long ass way in a couple of years. Yeah. I mean, what we do is we read and we write and we talk on repeat. Yeah. That's what we do. And then you grade if you are in a department where you are actually TAing. And those are all really good skills, regardless of what exactly. you are actually going to do post-grad really school. I also think um, being able to approach things theoretically is important in art history. You know, we talk about art theory and art criticism a lot, and yeah. things can get really abstract real fast, mm-hmm. which probably isn't a surprise. So being able to keep up with that and just be, like, open about your ideas and being willing to dive in, even if you maybe feel kind of silly, is, is important to do good art history, I think. Like, yeah. being able to take chances about, like, what you think about art and society and how it all works together. So in terms of kind of outside of just being in academia there's also a a lot of you know like especially when you're either in undergrad or master's programs um 
doing internships is big. It's very important. A lot of them are unpaid, which is a total bummer, but that's kind of the world we live in as like millennials right now, this mm-hmm. unpaid internship life. But um, trying to get internships either in undergrad or grad school is a great idea. It just looks good on your resume. Um, I don't know, do you want to talk about your internship experience at all, Jimmy? Mm, sure. I mean, the unfortunate thing is that a lot of internships that you can get related to art or art history are unpaid because many of them are centered around museums, much of which are nonprofit, which sucks. <laughs> but um, if you can, pick them up where you can because you can always make it sound better than it is on a resume or oh, a yeah. CV. And it's always good experience, and it can help you in terms of navigating what you're interested in and what you may not be in terms of, like, certain things about gallery or museum work. There are a lot of different departments you can go into, especially museums. So it's, if you can afford it, do it as much as you can, especially when you're an undergrad and and maybe your schedule is a little bit more liberal. But um, it's, you know, all experience is good experience. But don't expect to walk into an internship where they're paying you above minimum wage. Yeah. Because it's probably not going to happen. Definitely. (laughs) I got really lucky. I had an internship where it was, like, connected to a scholarship. So basically the scholarship paid me to do an internship, which Mm -hmm. was cool. And I, it was at a art museum in, like, my hometown and I got to do, like, I did some, like, gallery tours and stuff, but I was the, like, the manager of our art camp program. So it was, it was a lot of, you know, wrangling small children and, like, yeah. and, like, doing art projects with them, which was, like, really cool. I really enjoyed it. And, like, for me, it was, like, a good fit. And it's just good experience if I want to do museum education or something. But there's there's lots of different, you know, like, if you want to do museum education, if you want to do curatorial work or, yeah, gallery tours or if you're more interested in the money side of things and you want to, you know, sell or, or be part of the uh, the art market. I don't know how to do that. No. <laughs> it, I don't know. For me, it was a really great experience and, like, I was lucky enough to work it out to where I could get paid. But, um, like, really... I mean, even if you can only afford, you know, a couple days a week to go in and, like, do some research or lead a gallery tour, like, that's going to, it's going to help you understand the world you're getting into, and it's also just going to be great on, like, a resume. Yeah, definitely take advantage of those opportunities as much as possible. Mm -hmm. Anyone else? I don't have any other um, (laughs) advice. As a matter of fact, um, listeners, send me your advice. Because I don't even know what the hell I'm doing (laughs) over the summer. Um, Help us help you. Well, that'll get you through school and uh, undergrad and grad school. Yeah, I mean, that's survival guide. Yeah, I think that's general survival guide. I mean, post that. It's really up to you. I mean, we're, we're still figuring it out ourselves. I think you can go in a lot of different directions and you can start a podcast (laughs) yeah and maybe that'll make you some money at some point that'd be really cool um yeah no it's I mean it's complicated and we just graduated and we're gonna go to Europe and then we're gonna come back and we're gonna have jobs but I don't know I we're gonna find them though we're gonna find them exactly (laughs) so I mean and there there is there's there's a lot to do in the art world, but, you know, padding your CV as 
much as possible is a great thing to do in this capitalist society that we live in. Yes. (laughs) Like, I really like, like, what we're doing, and I think trying to be original and insightful in how you approach art history is really important. You know, content creation, making that content. Yeah. Um, I also think the incorporation, like I said before, like, the mix between, like, artists and art historians is going to be really important moving forward. Like, get involved in the contemporary art scene, be a part of it, like be a part of what's happening because the way art is developing is so like nebulous and crazy that like being someone who writes about art, like you want to be at the center of it all, you know? So yeah, travel, learn, read, watch documentaries. Yeah. Um, Listen to podcasts. Other thing I would suggest because I think we're very much moving in this direction not so much art history and we're moving into like a world of visual culture that being able to do art history but also do something else as well is like a really good combination so like double major and like art history and psychology or art history and you know like having another angle to go at it from is like really good and it gives you new insights into just art um because we're definitely i think moving away from the super traditional art history into a world of just like understanding visual material so so come at it from multidisciplinary level for sure it's our two cents yeah i think our department has been supporting that as well this whole idea of an interdisciplinary approach has been super popular. Yeah, and I think all of our like theses really represented that. We all came Dude, totally. We all came at it from a very different place. I think that a lot of us really tried our hands at being cultural anthropologists. Yeah, definitely. I think a lot of art history definitely. is cultural anthropology. For sure. Yeah, that's another good one. Double major art history anthropology. Oh that's a, shit! That's, do it. That's a good one. That's, <laughs> that's a good one. That's yeah. a powerhouse. That is combo. a powerhouse. Yeah. General tips for surviving surviving art history school. As far as we know about art history school, <laughs> that's the best we can offer you. <laughs> for sure. But, I mean, if you have any more specific questions, please email us at arthistorybabes.com. Um, let's do a couple of quick listener mails. Hi, art history babes. A week ago, a friend of mine mentioned your podcast, and I quickly started listening Even though I'm definitely old enough to be any of your mothers, I adore what you do, and you seriously make me laugh out loud while listening on the treadmill. Makes the 30-odd minutes go by so much faster. Halfway through Color Theory Part 1. Oh, girl. That's a good one. Color Theory Part 2 is so good. (laughs) Wandering through. Where are you going to school? I've kind of gleaned that you are maybe located in the Bay Area. I was born and raised in Berkeley and went to the then CCAC, the now CCA in Oakland, and graduated with a BFA in general fine arts, but completely geeked out on art history. Obviously, I still do. I recently learned that Michelangelo might have been influenced by the Kabbalah in doing the Sistine Ceiling. Any thoughts on this? A possible episode about mystical spiritualism in Renaissance art? Question mark, question mark. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, I'm a fan and learn something new with every podcast. But my burning question is where are you located? I'm not going to stalk you. I live on the other coast. 
Ooh, Vicky. <laughs> oh, Vicky. Vicky. <laughs> Vicky, what do we think about letting you know where we're at? <laughs> I don't know. I don't Vicky. know, Vicky. Um, first off, mystical spiritualism and Renaissance art sounds yes. dope. Yes. We definitely do that. And I don't know anything about this Michelangelo being influenced by the Kabbalah. I've never but heard of that. I'm really excited about it. And I want to know more. But what do, what are our feelings? And are we going to... Are we going to divulge our location? I don't that... know. Like, what does that mean? <laughs> like, what does that come with if we do that? Like, I don't, are, I don't know. even agreeing to? I don't know. <laughs> oh, Vicky. We've actually had some listeners who found us. They, like, found us on the internet. And you know, know what? They, they know the, where we are. They They're their, little detectives. They, they figured it out. detective work. Vicky, you know what you need to know? You need to know that we are in the YOLO County area. Ho. Yolo. <laughs> I think that's good. I think that's good. We're in the Yolo County area. And I think you can put the rest of it together. Because you sound like a smart babe. <laughs> and I think you can figure it out. Thank you, Vicky. Yeah, thanks for that. Um, we should definitely look into the Kabbalah and Michelangelo. Because I'm like super stoked about that idea. So stoked. All right. Thanks for listening. Check us out. Um, if you have any questions, like specific questions... Email us at arthistorybabes at gmail.com. Uh, check us out at Art History Babes Podcast on Instagram. We're going to be posting mad pics from Europe. So yes, many. Twitter at Art History Babes. We need to get our Twitter numbers up. We're, We're we, going to do better. We suck at Twitter. <laughs> we need to make that happen. We're going to do better. Um, Facebook, Art History Babes, Tumblr, Always. all of it. Add you know, like patreon.com slash Art History Babes. Also, when we get back from Europe, we're going to start figuring out like special bonus content for all of you people who donate to us so get on that train um but thanks for listening and we'll catch you next time we like you content you don't even know yeah i'm gonna try to get that sick ass content <laughs> from the inside of the nasty ass german nightclubs where the phones are prohibited i'm gonna get that content